Yeah, yeah. Let me turn me on. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm on. Amen. Father, we thank you this evening. Thank you for the word. We thank you for another day where we come before you in Jesus' name, giving you praise, glory, and honor. We bless this day, Lord. This is the day that you've made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time of, of Bible study and, and studying the word. We welcome all those, <clears throat> all our minister and friends from around the world this evening. We thank you for joining us, uh, the pastors in Pakistan and Uganda and uh, India and around the world. We welcome you this evening. Uh, this is our Tuesday, our Tuesday evening uh, Bible study, and uh, I want to I want to teach a word this this evening, sort of a prophetic word uh, that will help you grow. Uh, give you some insight on building in the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to talk about building in the spiritual kingdom. We're in the uh, process of building the body of Christ, Christ's body. The kingdom of God is coming into the earth. And uh, I want to just share some nuggets and revelation on building this in the spiritual kingdom because uh, there, it has to be done according to God's plan and God's pattern. <clears throat> uh, revelation 12 Verse 7 and 8, if you're in your Bibles, you can turn there. Uh, when uh, God gets involved in the building, the church becomes stronger. Revelation 12, verse 7 and 8 says, There was a war in heaven, and Michael and uh, his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not. <clears throat> Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. There was a, a battle over the of the kingdom of heaven, uh, between Satan and the angels of Satan, and Satan got kicked out of heaven, and uh, he was kicked down to earth. But God, man has control over the earth, and Adam gave up that control. But God wants to rebuild the spiritual kingdom in us, in every believer. And so, when we start building in the spirit, and not building according to the flesh, not building for your own platform, for your own uh, aggrandizement. You want to have your own church and you want to be well known and, and around the world. That's not God's purpose. We are here to build his kingdom and build in the spirit according to his plan. And when we build in the spirit is a spiritual building in the spirit is a spiritual ability released usually on the senior pastor or apostle or prophet of the church. And this ability is to penetrate the spiritual realm and dislodge powers of hell and principalities and, 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 and regional demons and spirits of darkness. And when we build in the city, it establishes an open heaven above him or above the ministry functions. So when God anoints an apostle or prophet, he anoints them to give them ability to deal with principalities and powers in a region or an area to establish the church and open up a spiritual gateway for heaven to come up and down. The angels come up and down and open up a doorway in the heavenlies. Acts 20 verse 29 says, For I know this, that after departing, grievous wolves shall come enter in among you and not sparing the flock. Paul said that he had taught them for over two and a half years, but while his anointing was there, his apostolic anointing was there, it was holding back those that would come in and try to destroy the church. It was holding back spirits of darkness. It was holding back wicked men that would try to rise up against the church. Paul said, my anointing is strong enough to open up the spirit realm and build you up in the spirit realm uh, because of the grace of God that's on me. 
And uh, when God begins to build in the spirit, there is a tangible presence of God in a ministry. When a ministry starts, there's a tangible presence of God. And this presence uh, touches the community, uh, the power of his presence as they come and people come and sit under the uh, anointing, they come sit under the open heaven that God uh, establishes through this, his vessel, apostle, or prophet, or pastor in a region. And God, God's compassion and God's goodness begins to spread over the people. And so when you begin to pioneer a work or a thing, it has to be done by the grace of God. And God opens up the spirit realm over that region to draw people into uh, the kingdom and draw them into the church. And there's a building that takes place. Now, apostolic builders or pioneers or whatever, uh, builders in the spirit, they develop revelation that touches the hearts of people uh, through the spiritual climates and spiritual uh, atmospheres. When I, uh, uh, back 30 years ago, 35 years ago, the Lord had me come to this city and uh, he came and I came with a deliverance anointing. The city never saw, uh, heard about deliverance. They never heard about anybody casting out devils or, or prophetic words being spoken. And so he anointed me to begin to do spiritual warfare and push back darkness and, and begin to bring a, a, a revelation of deliverance and revelation of healing and signs and wonders begin to manifest. And it changed the climate and the atmosphere in this city, the city I'm in, in Aurora, and also in the city of Joliet. It was literally pushed back darkness because of his grace and because of the anointing. Now, the atmosphere, you have to build in the spirit. And when you don't build in the spirit, people begin to build in the flesh. A good example of that is in uh, Exodus 32, <coughs> excuse me, verse 1. Uh, Moses had went up to talk to the Lord on the mountain. And the Bible says in verse 32, verse 1, it says, When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. <clears throat> And said to him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what has become of him. He's lost. We haven't seen him in 40 days. He must have left. And so they begin to ask Aaron to step in and to begin to give them something to worship. And they made the golden calf. And uh, revivals... A real revival is built upon men who can build in the spirit. Aaron couldn't build in the spirit. He built a golden calf, something that was carnal for the people to see. But Moses was going up to get the revelation of God and bring down the Ten Commandments of God. And they didn't understand that God had a blueprint, what he was trying to teach the children of Israel, spiritual principles that were going to take place in the future through Jesus Christ. So Aaron couldn't bring the people into the presence of God like Moses could. When Moses showed up, when Moses was there, the pillar cloud would come down at the tent of meeting. The pillar of fire would show up. But Aaron couldn't bring that presence because he was not the set man. He was the delegated man under Moses. And so the Bible says in Daniel that those who know their God shall do exploits. And then in the New Testament, it says, uh, he said, greater work shall you do. Jesus said, greater work shall we do. So we are to build in the spirit under the anointing of God. Apostle Paul was a good example. He was not not carried away by every wave, every doctrine, every... In fact, 
Paul wasn't created, moved by waves. He created waves. He rocked them wherever he went. Uh, and uh, you can turn to Acts chapter 19, verse 24 to 27. Verse 24 says, A certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which had made silver shrines for Diana, brought no, saint, no small gain to the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that this craft we have is our wealth. And moreover, you see and hear that not alone in Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away much people, saying there be no gods which are made with hands. Not that only, verse 27, not that so that only our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also the temple of this great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed from all Asia and the world worship. So here's a, a, a Paul building in the spirit and he began to tear down the idolatry in every region he went into. And Paul became, actually Paul became the first union buster. You know, the Bible says they came together with like occupations. Otherwise they had a silversmith union and they were making their livelihood by selling silver statues of Diana, this goddess, Diana, she had, if you look, uh, Google her, I didn't put a picture up there, but she has uh, uh, multiple rows of breasts. She was a fertility god. And Diana also was a, another statue of Diana was a, with a bow and arrow, and she was with a deer. That's a, the spirit of Diana. But the, they would make these statues, and Paul preached, and he upset their economics because he preached the gospel. So Paul created waves wherever he went. And this is the anointing to build in the spirit. He had an anointing to push back darkness and deal with mindsets and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of Christ and bring thoughts into captivity. So Paul was shaking regions because of he was building according to God's pattern. There's different worlds, the different types of building, and there's we know the sorcerer and the witchcraft and the witch. They build in the spirit also, but it's not what God's pattern is. In Acts 19, verse 2, 12 rather, 19:12, I'll put it up. Uh, Paul it says so, so. Paul was going through, and he says so. From his body, they were brought unto the sick with handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. There was an anointing or a grace on Paul that it was so strong that if he took a handkerchief and gave it to somebody, demons were cast out and people were healed. Verse 13 says, Then certain vagabond Jews, exorcists, these were exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. They didn't know Jesus, but they tried to use Jesus' name. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Now, uh, just, to, just a little side note, there were exorcists in that time. And these guys, they didn't cast out devils. What they did, even from the time of Solomon, they would give people amulets, and they would write on a piece of paper and they would give them incantations 
and things to say. And the people would walk around with this amulet with garlic or whatever they put in it. And this was to ward off evil spirits. They did that type of exorcism, but uh, they didn't know Jesus Christ. So this spirit in the man uh, uh, jumped on them and beat them. Verse 16 says, And the man, and the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them, overcame them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. The man didn't do it. It was the demon in the man that gave him supernatural strength to overcome seven men. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks, verse uh, uh, 17, also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them, and the name of the Lord was magnified. Notice that the grace to build or build the kingdom was on, 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 on Paul, that they tried to use the name of Jesus and it didn't work for them. And so there was a grace that was able to push back darkness and cause demons to manifest. And then the verse 18 says, and many believe came and confessed and show their deeds. When there is, when you're building according to the pattern of God, people will begin to confess their sins. Uh, revival will begin to break out. Uh, people begin to show what their, their, their wicked deeds they were doing. Verse 19 says, many of them also, which use curious arts, brought their books together, burned them before men, and they counted them the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So uh, when there's revival, and I've, I've done crusades and, and, and uh, revive, been in revivals, even in Africa, uh, in some of these villages, uh, the people would, uh, we cast out devils and people would bring their idols and stuff and we burn them in a barrel. Then you can hear the demons screaming out out of the flames. But when there's a grace on you to build in the spirit, build in the spiritual kingdom, God gives anointing to do that, the apostolic anointing. There's, uh, so the spiritualists was doing, they were doing, try, trying to do deliverance. People were using curious arts, entering into the spirit realm illegally, but there's a right way to do it. The religious world also fights and tries to build a, a spiritual kingdom. And Acts 19, verse 8 and 9 says, And he went in the synagogue, this is Paul, and he spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when many were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannius. So, so when, we're, when you're building in the kingdom or you're building a new ministry and you're building a new church, you will have detractors. You will have people that will come and want to argue and they want to say, well, this ain't God and this, uh, you can't do this and you can't speak in tongues and you can't cast out devils. And they argue with Paul. And for three months, Paul tried to convince them. And there's some people just refuse to believe the truth and they don't want to hear the word. And so the enemy will send these people with religious spirits to hinder the work of God, to hinder the building in the spirit. But Paul, in wisdom, said, let me get away from these folks. I'll just take the ones that really are hungry for the word of God, really want to know about the kingdom of God. And he began to teach them. And the run, he began to separate the goats from the sheep. So you got to learn how to separate the negative people out and know that everybody's not called uh, to, to a ministry. And these people are the people that will stop revival. They'll stop a move of the spirit. 
And so we want to build in the spirit according to God's uh, uh, pattern. In Acts, uh, continuing in Acts 19, verse 10 says now, even uh, when there is a move of God and, 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 and uh, the wisdom of God and the wisdom of how to build the kingdom comes, even the world will begin to take notice of what's happening. Paul in Acts 19, verse 10 and 11 says now, and this continued for a space of two years. For two years, Paul ministered. And so that they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Here's a little tidbit. So when we're initiating and pioneering a work, you don't get discouraged because you don't get a lot of people showing up. Paul preached for two years. Two years trying to dis dissuade, persuade people to serve the living God. And in that two-year period of time, it says that, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases parted from them and evil spirits went out of them. And that Acts chapter 19 verse 20 says, so grew the word of God and prevailed. And so it takes a pressure from the outside and a pressure on the inside. And when you're when God calls you and he gives you an anointing to build according to the spirit, the kingdom, um, there will be pressures coming at you, but there's an anointing that will cause an expansion because when you stand on the truth, word will get out because you're doing something different from what the norm is and what religion was doing. So the media world got hold of what Paul was doing all over Asia. They began to hear about the signs and wonders that were taking place under Paul's ministry. And so even when uh, I pioneered this work, pioneer here in Aurora, and for, there was a period of time that says, well, you, you know, uh, he was casting out, don't go to that church, you'll catch on fire, and demons will get on you, and uh, people didn't understand the revelation of deliverance. And so you have to stand and build according to what God told you to do. When you're building in the kingdom and building in the spirit, builders open up a fresh communication with the Holy Spirit. I did a tour in 2012 in, in Africa and uh, uh, through Nigeria, and everywhere I went, I thought they were filled with the Holy Spirit because they were dancing and shouting and praising God, but most of the people in every church I went into were not filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And so the, the, the ability to bring the revelation of the kingdom uh, and bring the, uh, the, the power of God is resident when God wants to build in the kingdom. Second Kings 2 verse 13 and 14, the, the communication shifted uh, from Elijah to Elisha. It says he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, smote the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. And so there was a transition from uh, one's ability, Elijah's ability to hear and see the voice of God, to Elisha being able to now do an exact duplication of what Elijah was doing. There was an impartation uh, from the years of serving Elijah, and Elijah was able to step into the communication with the Holy Spirit and begin to do signs and what he did double what Elijah did in miracles. So spirit builders or those that build in the spirit see greater miracles in the presence of the Lord. More miracles come when you're building according to God's pattern. Acts 14 verse 8 through 10 says, 
uh, and there sat a certain man in Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, he never had walked. And the same heard Paul speak. He heard the word being preached, who steadfastly beholded him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped up and walked. And so there was a miracle done because of preaching of the word and because the grace and the anointing of God that was on Paul, he was able to discern the man's faith and command the man to stand and walk. That's the working of the gift of faith. When you, the gift of faith comes when you see someone in faith and something rises up in you and you begin to command them to walk or command their eyes to open or ears to open and God does it because he sees your faith. When you're building in the spirit and you're a spiritual builder in the kingdom, spiritual builders have bring a greater fellowship with God. They spend time with God. The sense of, of inner cleansing and humility come into the hearts of people. The Bible says that uh, Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth, the most humblest man on, and humility gets in the hearts of the people. People, when you walk into a church and the pastor is humble, the congregation generally is humble too, and they see, and people can see the love of God on the people. Uh, when you under a spiritual builder, uh, the rough edges in people's lives are removed. The, the, the cities are impacted and nations are influenced because there's building in the spirit. Malachi 3.12 says, All nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. And so when we build and we're in fellowship with God, his name is upon us, his favor is upon us. His anointing is upon us. And people see that and they begin to call us blessed and rough edges are removed off of people because uh, you have the grace to deal with people's issues. Builders and kingdom builders and building in the spirit have power to shake nations. Power to shake nations. God told Jeremiah, see, Jeremiah 1, 10 says, see, I have this day set thee over nations, over kingdoms. To do what? To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. And so the apostle, the prophet, the, the builder in the kingdom comes into a region uh, or is graced by God and given the authority to deal with principalities and powers in a region, in a kingdom, in a nation, to root down that darkness, to pull, destroy that kingdom, to throw it down, and then begin to build up the kingdom of God in the people. Let me say that again. Apostles build up the kingdom of God in the people. God didn't assign us to build churches. He gives some to build churches, but mostly to build the people. Because when you build the spiritual kingdom in people, the people build the house of God. So we have to build the spiritual foundation. And so in this time, as you've seen, the earth has been shut down. We're in a coronavirus plague. It's shut down the earth. Everything's opening back up. But many have found, are finding out that their spiritual foundation has been strong because they've been able to stand 
even in a quarantine, even in shelter in place, even in the fear of pandemic, many believers are standing strong in Christ because they have a good foundation. We're going to get into that a little bit uh, about the building the right foundation. Joseph built a spiritual kingdom in an ungodly land. 1 Corinthians 3.10, he says, According to the grace of God, which is given me, Paul says, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another builded thereon, but let every man take heed how he build it thereon. So God uh, saves you. He'll put you in a church. Your pastor will teach you and bring the word of God to you and lay the foundation in you. But as you mature in God, he said, you're going to be responsible for your spiritual foundation, for the spiritual house that you're building for the Lord. Because the Bible says, I will come in. My, Jesus said, me and my father will come in with you and sup with you and be in you and, and live in you. So these bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are to build a, a, a spiritual temple for God to dwell upon, dwell in. Ephesians 2, verse 19 to 22 says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So you've been saved. You're now in the kingdom of God. Verse 20, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitly together, fitted together, grows into a holy temple in, in the Lord, in whom also you are built together for building dwelling place of God in the spirit. So that, so, uh, those four verses, you become born again. The apostle prophet lays the foundation in you. You become spiritual building for the Holy Spirit. God connects everyone in the body together. Every joint supplying their gifts, their gracing. If you got a gift of mercy, you got a gift of healing, you got a gift for miracles, you got a gift of faith. All of these pieces are being put together by God in churches, joined together. And when you put them all together, it will be a spilled, a dwelling of God in the spirit, a physical, a spiritual body. Uh, when if God ever calls the church home, um, you will see. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall die, will rise first, and we which remain shall be caught up in the air. So shall we meet the Lord in the air. We're not going to be just a lot of lights in the air. We're going to come together and form a body in the heavenlies, the bride of Christ. We're just not going to be just little lights here, little lights there. God was going to join us unto a spiritual body. So as we step into 2020 and 2020, to 2029, I've been preaching this and speaking this to begin to expect. Now, I'm expecting even now, starting next month. I'm. It's just in my spirit. I expect supernatural abilities being given by God, downloaded to His apostles, prophets, new emerging apostles and prophets, a new generation uh, being uh, supernatural abilities to build. The spiritual house, the spiritual kingdom, uh, uh, that according to God's blueprint, 
When God wanted to build the tabernacle, he came to Moses and he gave Beaziel and Aholiab. He gave them supernatural wisdom on working with metal, working with gold, working with silver, all manner of embroidery, all manner of woodworking and carvings and stuff. He, get, he downloaded supernaturally. These men had no ability, no nothing, but God supernaturally gave them the ability to know what to do and how to do it uh, supernaturally and do it with excellence. They built according to God's pattern. In Exodus 25, 29 says, according to all that I showed you after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. So God always has a pattern or a blueprint that he wants to use to build something. Even when you build this building I'm in, or you want to build a house, you have to have uh, engineering drawings, you have to have architect drawings. He has to sit down and think and plan uh, what the what the footprint's gonna be, how tall the elevation of the building's gonna be. He has to draw out all the electrical wiring, where the wiring's gonna go. He has to draw out all the plumbing wiring, where the plumbing pipes are gonna be. He has to draw out what the room sizes are gonna be, the, all the heights and, and where the, everything's gotta be on a blueprint, on an architect drawing. And then the workers come in, the plumber, the electrician, the builder, and everything. They look at this drawing, and they begin to build according to the blueprints that the, the architect did. God is the author and finish of our life. He's the architect of the church. And he has a blueprint of what he wants to build spiritually, his body, the body of Christ. And so as we've been shut down, God has taken and shut down a lot of churches because they begin to build with untippered mortar, uh, or, or, uh, with the wrong blueprint. They begin to build the wrong building. The plumb line is not straight. Their doctors were not right. And so God had to bring a plumb line in. And when, the, uh, when you build a building, even when you lay the foundation, even in the natural, uh, uh, they pour the foundation and the city comes and it takes a plug of that cement and takes it and let it settle and dry and tested it. They take it back to the lab they pull on it, they test it to see if it's strong enough and mixed the right way that it won't flake and fall down. And so when you hear the word untempered mortar uh, in the Bible, it means that they're building with not the right consistency. They've got carnality mixed in with the spirit. And so we can't build with the flesh. God wants a sure foundation in, in building his kingdom and building his house. Hebrews 6 verse 1 to 3 says, therefore, let us go on and get past elementary stage in the teachings and doctrines of Christ, the Messiah, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Now, I have a prophetic word. God gave me three, four years ago. He said, tell my ministers, tell my body. I need you to grow up. I need you to mature. You can't keep teaching you over and over and over. There's a maturity. Even now, uh, this week, a lot of uh, young ch children are, are graduating from high school. They're graduating from eighth grade. They have to mature. They have to go on. And even in the body of Christ, you have to go on through maturity and perfection. And it says, let us not again laying the foundation of repentance, of abandonment, of dead works, Dead formulism of faith by which you are tuned 
turn tuned to turn to God with teachings about purifying, uh, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment and punishment. These are all matters which you should have fully aware long, long ago. And so uh, don't the people still want to argue about laying on their hands and you shouldn't lay hands on because the people got coronavirus and, and, and you should uh, there's no resurrection from the dead. God can't bring you back and uh, eternal judgment and punishment ain't no hell. He said, forget about that. that you should have been mature enough to know now that the foundation is in you. Go argue with these folks. Go on to maturity and perfection. If indeed God permits, we will now proceed to, hear this, to advance teaching. And so I, I, I want to exhort you right now that God wants to bring advanced teaching this year, 2020. Advanced revelation, advanced teaching, things that you don't know. Things we've never gone this way before. We've never been this down this path before in the body of Christ, in the building of the kingdom of God. And God said, I want to bring some advanced revelation, some advanced teaching about the kingdom, about spiritual matters, about how the kingdom of God operates and how the spirit realm operates and you need to let go of the old found, uh, uh, hold on to the foundation uh, you know the dead works and baptism and all of that I got to give you something greater Paul uh, admonished the people he said there's certain things I can't teach he told the disciples I can't teach you because you can't contain it you can't handle it you just can't handle the revelation of it he said I can't even teach it to you because you're, you're still babies in Christ you're still arguing in, in the church and got dissension and arguing and disagreement and so we are to build on a sure foundation. We are to go on past the elementary stage, the stage where you a baby in Christ, the, the, you still got the milk of the word, you got milk around your mouth, you still need a bottle, uh, got to be spoon fed. God said the meat belongs to those of, of maturity of, by reason of exercise of use. You, you should know how to hear the voice of the Lord. You, you should know how to pray now. You should know how to prophesy now. You should know how to cast out devils now. You should know how to lay hands on the sick now. For the last 20 years, 30 years, that's where we've been teaching deliverance, been teaching healing, we've been teaching uh, uh, prophecy and, and how to prophesy and, and what the gifts of prophecy is and what the office of the prophet is and what the gift of prophecy is and, and the spirit of prophecy is and, and all of these things uh, you've learned. But God said, I got something greater coming and I want my church to get ready to receive an advanced teaching of understanding to build in the spirit realm. You got to build according to the pattern, according to where God wants you to build. If anyone knows how to build a church, it's God, because it's his church. Jesus said, it's my bride. I know how to build my church. He said, the gates of hell should not prevail against my church. But if you built your own church, then the gates of hell will come and tear your church up. But God said, my church, the one that I laid the foundation is, but me being the chief cornerstone and the apostle and the prophet laid the foundation, uh, you're going to stand strong. Your sure foundation is strong. The Bible says in Proverbs, uh, Psalm, Proverbs, Psalms, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so we have to build according to the right pattern. You have to build the right foundation. You have to have the word in you, the word of faith. 
how to operate in faith, how to operate in miracles, how to believe God for healing, how to walk in divine health, how to uh, know the promises of God that belong to you, know what favor is, know what uh, the graces of God are, know what humility and, and, and meekness is, and know the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, the, the uh, uh, mercy and meekness and gentleness and kindness all of these uh, fruits, you need to know how to walk in those fruits. As I said, uh, teaching on the last week, that all the gifts of the Spirit flow or operate through the fruit of the Spirit. So the more fruit of the Spirit you have, the more gifts God can flow through the fruit that you're manifesting. The gifts can't manifest through anger. The gifts don't manifest through hatred and bitterness and murmuring and complaining. But the gifts manifest through love, gentleness, meekness, kindness, patience, perseverance, long-suffering. That's where the spirit gifts begin to operate through. Uh, when you walk in that spirit of, uh, as I said, Moses was a most humble man. He didn't he just meet and and he he he, he told him, I said, uh, two of them were prophesying in the camp. And he said, I would that everybody would prophesy. Everyone would be able to hear the word of the Lord or, or, or get it. And so I just want to know, let you know that the supernatural is coming. So prepare yourself for the supernatural God. He wants to download creative ideas, supernatural wisdom on businesses, banking, innovations, how to, how to, uh, bring the, the church into technology, how to become uh, begin to use technology in the church to, to reach uh, the generations that are technical, technically uh, advantaged. These children come out of the womb, already know how to play the PlayStation, they already know how to fix the cell phone. I mean, you, you can be 60, 70 years old and you look like an idiot to a three-year-old. I mean, they just say, give me that, I'll fix it for you. And, and they, they're trained in the spirit already, advanced in the advancement of mankind. I believe God gave them gifts and giftings uh, to come into the earth realm. And so every generation uh, gets a download. And so if we want to see revival, if you want to see an outpouring of the Spirit, it has to be done by the, by, the, the, by the Holy Ghost and by men and women that have the pattern of God. God downloads them. God speaks to them. They know His voice. They don't follow another. And they will build according to His pattern, not seeking to build their own kingdom, their own platform, not seeking to be seen, not seeking to be heard, but seeking to build the kingdom of God that he gets all the glory and he gets all the God. We are under shepherds of Jesus Christ. We are to work under him. We are yoked with him to build the kingdom of God. He gives all of us a certain part. Uh, all of us have prophesy in part. Not everybody has the whole part. But a lot of times God will give the apostle and the prophet the blueprint to show the body of Christ how to do it. It's like uh, uh, the simple example is, is, is a puzzle. You know, ever seen one of those 2,500-piece puzzles or 1,000-piece puzzles? And on the outside of the box is a big scene. And the scene, and then you open up the box, you got all these pieces. And so you're supposed to pick all these pieces, fitly join them together, and make the scene that you see on the cover of the box. This is what God is doing. He gives us all, all of us, all the believers are pieces. He gives us fivefold ministries, uh, the, the ability to take this piece. You don't fit over in, 
in, in, in an usher, you, too, you don't have the grace for that. We need to put you in the nursery because you love, you wear the grace for kids. You, you, this piece here, no, you don't fit. You need to be in the intercessory group over here. Uh, you need to be a part of the mouth group, the prophetic group. You need to be in the eye group, the seeing group. Everyone sit, it, it begins to connect together. And then you have a homogenous church. Um, uh, harmony in the church and you have a picture of the kingdom of God that God wants to show in the earth realm. And so we all are part fitly joined together but it takes the wisdom of God, the revelation of God and the knowledge of God to put the pieces together. And so God sends you to churches and he'll send you to a prophet, he'll send you to an apostle and we prophesy the purposes and plans of God in your life where you may find your place in the body of Christ that you may be continually building a spiritual house, a habitation for God to dwell in. He comes and dwells in us individually, but collectively we, he dwells in the church itself or the kingdom itself. And when we come together as collectively, the Bible says the wine is in the cluster and the anointing is in the corporate anointing. And so when that anointing comes, it brings more power to push back darkness in a region and it brings revival to that region when we get believers on the same mindset in unity. Uh, uh, Psalms 133 says how good it is for brethren to dwell together. Uh, the, the, the anointment, the oil will flow down like Aaron's beard down his garments to, to, to the bottom of his garments to the, to the body. So and then God commands the blessing. So unity Building in unity, building in the spirit, building a spiritual kingdom. God continues to bless us with more oil, bless us with more gifting, bless us with more graces as we work supernaturally on the spiritual kingdom. And so we have to eliminate uh, some of the religious protocols and religious traditions that hinder the preaching of the word of God and the teaching of the word of God. Jesus said your, your religious doctors make the word of God none effect. And so we need to walk in the supernatural. We need to build according to the pattern. Joseph had a dream. Pharaoh had a dream. Joseph interpreted a dream. He had the blueprint on what to do. And because he had the blueprint, Pharaoh gave him charge of Egypt. And Joseph apostolically began to shift the economies. He began to build storehouses. He began to buy up all the cattle and sheep. He bought up all the land. The people became poor and famine. So he had uh, the distribution of the food. As I always say, he who controls the food controls the nation. As we see in this pandemic, we've seen that in America, they, they tried to shut down the food chain. If the food chain gets shut down, we all be in trouble. And so the food chain is very important. I've had pastors, and I've been praying for you pastors. Many of you called and said, hey, we need help. I don't have any food in my house. And we've been able to try to help you a little bit uh, to get you through this pandemic, get you through this tough. But I know in your nations, many of them say, we can't help you. Many of the Christians around the world uh, that are in the villages and outside the cities is that they, they didn't get any food outside the cities. Never reached food, didn't reach them. Uh, I, I, I didn't even post it on. I got videos and pictures they sent me of, of, of families hanging themselves. The, the whole family in India hung themselves. The kids and everybody hung themselves because of hunger. And they just, just killed themselves. And so we have to build, Joseph built according to the pattern of God, and he became 
rich. He took a broke Pharaoh and made him a rich Pharaoh. But Joseph knew what to do, how to lay the foundation, how to, how to, how to build according to God's plan, and he did with God's plan. And so everything is building a spiritual uh, kingdom. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up now. Uh, just, just to mention, uh, I, I may be teaching on this, uh, on the king's mentality toward building uh, the kingdom of God. It's a good, there's some good stories in there about uh, uh, Josiah, King Josiah, Hezekiah. Many of them uh, built the kingdom and began to make inventions. They built roads. They built war machines. They built all kind of things. They did all kind of innovations uh, in their time and in their period. David built a spiritual kingdom naturally. When he took Ziglag, he just didn't give the people that were with them uh, the money and the stuff, but he sent goods to every village and every kingdom around, and the Bible says your gift will make room for you, and so when he became king, everyone joined unto him because they knew, hey, David sent us blessings, and he didn't even have to do that. He just sent everybody a blessing, and that's how you build the kingdom. Your gift will make room for you, and so let me wrap this up saying uh, we're building a kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. It has to be done according to God's blueprint, God's plan and God's pattern. Begin to expect, pray about it, ask God, say, Lord, download, give me a spiritual download, give me a vision, give me a plan, uh, what do you want me to do, how do you want me to do it, I'm expecting a supernatural ability, uh, I've gone as far as I can go, the universities are shut down, the colleges are shut down, but you can give me one idea and I can become a millionaire. George Washington Carver just gave him one idea on a, on a soybean, on the peanut, and he came with all these adventures of plastic and soybeans and all of this stuff came from one idea from God. And so uh, I pray, let me pray, for, I pray now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, those that are hearing the word tonight, that they will grow, that they will receive an impartation. They will understand they're building a spiritual house physically, a spiritual house spiritually, individually, but they're also building a spiritual kingdom collectively. And that as we come together, we will see the expansion of the kingdom of God coming to the earth. And I pray for all the pastors around the world that you're, from your village, you'll begin to shake your village, you'll begin to shake your city by the grace and the anointing of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bless you. Amen. Good. Praise you, Jesus.